Welcome once again. It's another episode of the First Fridays podcast. I'm your host, Ali Don, the goddess MC. And today's episode is extra special because I'm going to be debuting my brand new single. It's called Say My Grace. So make sure you keep it locked for that. And today I'm speaking with Doug Teddy Bear Perry of Hot 91, the production specialist. And I'm so grateful to have you on the show today. Thank you so much. Glad to be with you. Well, I have some questions for you because I created this platform for emerging artists and I recently completed psychological research about how an artist can become successful in the music industry. And one of the major keys is to have a relationship with radio, Uh, tastemakers and influencers who can help to create a platform and, and back artists. And it was so great to talk to you about what Hot 91 is doing in Norfolk, Virginia, and get information about how WNSB is supporting and encouraging artists and what it's like to also be a Christian working in a secular music industry. And I think it's going to be really fulfilling to hear what you have to say from your perspective and your experience being involved in radio for so long. Indeed. You know, it is a blessing definitely to be impacting the airways, especially for local artists, local gospel artists, as well as local urban acts and artists as well. And making sure that we are able to stand up as a radio station and we're in a format that's called Urban Alternative. So Blazing Hot 91 is definitely there for the local independent artists and independent artists around the country. Standing up and being a platform that can be used for independent music. Whether it is gospel, whether it is rock and roll, but it is definitely urban-influenced rock. Or whether it is indie urban acts. A lot of acts start off as independents, especially now since the advent of the internet. And major labels aren't really signing artists like they used to. So now as they're putting out platforms, it seems that the radio is starting to gravitate to become the true record labels of pushing material out other than the internet. That's big. I mean, because there's a lot of changes that's been going on, especially since the, the introduction of streaming services, DSPs, digital streaming platforms. I mean, there's so many competitors out there and it's so easy for artists to get their music out there. And I think oftentimes radio is kind of forgotten about, but it's so huge when it comes to music publishing. Having radio spins and having relationships with radio stations is important. So, I mean, it does put radio in a position where they they do have to compete because, you know, there's artists and listeners, fans of music who, who don't realize the importance of radio. Let me, let me just say this. I have seen the platform of radio shift dramatically in the last almost 30 years where radio used to be the place where a record used to come out of the studio and they had to take it to the radio stations to get it played so that people are starting to really know what the song is or what the artist is or who is building the artist. Now, I've seen it shift to be the cell phone. Because the cell phone in itself, as the internet played in, the cell phone, everyone basically has a cell phone in their hand. 
if they don't have a cell phone, they have access to a computer. And with the streaming services, with YouTube, with everything that is going on now in the digital domain, it is making radio become more like television stations or more like internet stations because a radio station has to have its digital platforms to back up what it's doing. I've seen my job shift from being more of just radio focused on commercials and making sure that we're doing promotional ads to becoming more of a almost a television producer because you have to have the video now to go on your digital platforms as well as the audio stuff to go on your natural audio platforms. And it's all housing, not just on the air, but also being housed online in that digital space. So the industry has changed so much that along with that, the record industry fell behind because the record industry really didn't keep up with the digital transition as the digital transition started to happen. They could not produce the acts or put the acts out the way the internet was starting to do it. I.e., we were starting to see YouTube stars start to come about. We started to see Facebook play into the fact of artists were starting to get discovered through Facebook. Independent artists, it became wide open for you because you were able to publish yourself on a digital platform and become overnight an overnight sensation because you were able to go viral and go viral really quick and then made the record industry have to react to you versus you having to break down the doors of a record company and say, hey, take a look at me. For a while, the record industry started to get so, how would I say, so greedy to the point mm-hmm. where they were looking at not developing acts anymore like they used to do in the 60s, 70s, and 80s and bringing the acts to a full circle, they were just starting, especially in the 90s to 2000, going after cookie-cutter acts. They want another act to fill the shoes of this person, to fill the shoes of this person, and they weren't developing anybody. They were just getting greedy and just want to just pick them up for three or four songs, and then we're dropping them from the label. Wow. So therefore, we were seeing people come about that did not get strong sales across the counter of music stores, but they were starting to get strong digital airplay. Once they hit a certain number, the record labels were off of them and onto the next one. Well, I mean, it's a cold game. I mean, people have said for a long time, the music industry is, is really tough. And especially, I mean, to your point, I mean, Record labels got to a point where they were no longer developing artists. They wanted artists that already had a huge following. Their music was already good. They already had a look to them. They already had fans. Uh, basically, right. I mean, they were basically the whole package already. And then the record Before label would come along. Uh-huh. Yeah, the record label would come along and just 
give them whatever resources were available to them so that they can make money from this artist. But the record labels and inside of a lot of their greed that they had going on and because they didn't keep up, we started to see what was called 360 deals come around where artists were starting to get signed to these deals where no matter what they do, if they did clothing, uh, the record labels got a percentage of their clothing. If they wrote a book deal, they got a percentage of the book. If they starred in a movie, they got a percentage of them starring in the movie. So these bad 360 deals started to come about just because the record label didn't keep up with the digital technology in order to go digital. Wow. From the very beginning, they had to play catch up. So the acts that they were starting to sign were getting unfair digital signs. It wasn't advantageous to the artist. At all. So therefore, now with all the digital platforms that were starting to be developed, the artist was able now to take it into their own hands and start to say, you know what? We don't need the record companies anymore. Now we can go out to the digital companies and put ourselves out there and go viral and make the record labels respond to us or I don't need them totally. But what they did not count on is they still needed radio because radio still maintained that local market. And if they wanted to impact the local market, They had to go to radio to start getting strong radio airplay because people still lean on radio today for news and information, as well as to find out, hey, um, what's that new song of this, this, and this when you're in your car? You necessarily, everybody necessarily don't have the newer digital radios in their cars because they may have older cars. That's true. Where all they have is the AM, FM dial along with a CD player. That's true. And you know what? And and it's unfortunate just the way that both sides of, of music, the way people can consume music, both sides take a lot from the artist because, I mean, you mentioned the 360 deals. I mean, I didn't even think about the part where the record label is getting a percentage of the merchandise. They're getting a percentage of the the movie roles that the artist has. You know, I mean, I remember, you know, years ago, those bad 360 deals started with uh, the producer. So you're on the label, you work with the label's producer, you work with the label's writers, you work with the the studios that the labels gave you. So everyone that you're working with on your team is already basically employees of the label. So the label has their hand in so many people's pockets, you know, there's very little left for the artists. And then now with the streaming platforms, I mean... Ever since I started releasing music, I released my first two singles last year in 2020. And just so I could see for myself, okay, what's going on with these streaming platforms as far as what artists can be paid is fractions of a cent, 0.0048 cents per stream across a lot of the streaming service. And I do want to give a, uh, you know, a big shout out to Apple Music. I see when people download songs, you know, Apple Music is around, iTunes is still around. And people can download singles. Now, that's how an artist can get most of their money from what I've seen when when fans are directly downloading singles. And I know a lot of artists who are also using Bandcamp for that reason, because they can sell their music for whatever price they choose. And all of that money goes straight to them, except for like maybe a small percentage 
that most artists don't mind paying on Bandcamp. It's just not that much of a major platform where most people have access to it. So having that easy access to be able to turn on your radio is so key, especially when an artist can have their song playing in regular rotation. Now, I have reason to believe, based on my research, now, when I learned about DJ Mustard, and now he's going by Mustard because he sold half of his catalog in order to get out of his label deal. So I checked that out. So I, I have a music publishing company, Ali Don Inc. Music. It's with BMI. And when I was just clicking through, clicking around on my account with BMI, I was checking out the information to see how to sell a music catalog. And there's like a warning on that page. Like, are you sure you want to do this? Are you sure you want to sell a substantial portion of your revenue? Because that's a that's basically what you're doing when you're selling your catalog. So I'm like, wow, okay, they're referring to this as substantial income. Well, certainly I'm, I'm seeing the numbers with streaming and how much money I'm getting from streaming it. You definitely would not consider that substantial when you're getting fractions of a, of a cent. So now I have reason to believe that publishing companies, and they're old school, you know, BMI, ASCAP, CSAC, they don't pay artists for digital streams. They pay artists when their songs are on radio they pay artists when their songs are on tv and when they're performing on venues when their songs play on a commercial that's what those publishing companies pay for and i believe it's much larger amount of money that artists can make whenever their songs are in regular rotation so radio is so important i think is it is important for especially emerging artists to know about that i mean i remember when when cardi b's song came out with megan the stallion I was listening to one radio station. They're saying, we're going to play this song every hour on the hour. And I'm like, well, can someone like me, who's a brand new artist, can I get, can I get a play? Can I get, can I get one play? You know, it's like, I'm just counting up the dollars. Like if their song is playing every hour on the hour for multiple days, it's like, they're definitely making a a lot of money from their publishing company. And I think that's so important for emerging artists to know how important it is to have a relationship with radio. Yes, indeed. It is very, very much important. Uh, let me let me say this, too. And you brought up a good point, but I also want to do a little education, too. Sound exchange is whom all of the digital plays and digital spins go through. So as an independent artist, and you're on those digital platforms and you have everything taken care of publishing wise sound exchange is monitoring your digital platforms so you still will get the pay from those digital platforms because of sound exchange and also for radio stations that may have not only they're playing you on their terrestrial signal such as like my station that um, I work for, we play on our terrestrial signal, but we're also streaming on multiple platforms, including getting ready to launch an app so that all of the digital plays that go through that are also registered through Sound Exchange, which Sound Exchange pays out a royalty. So, in essence, if you hit a radio station that may have a terrestrial signal and they're streaming, you're technically getting paid twice. You're getting, when the song is playing once, you're getting it from the terrestrial signal 
as well as from the streaming signal. So that's one of the things that's very important to even keep that relationship with radio because there's a lot of stations who have both going on. Pretty much for one play, you're getting paid twice. That's a pretty good deal to me. Let me give you this one too. Uh, Sound Exchange, they also pay the copyright owner as well. That's correct. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So dropping jewels today. This is so important. So. <laughs> <laughs> very important. Now, let's talk about the relationship because you were talking about it's very good to have a relationship with a programmer or having a relationship with a radio station. Yes. That's very important. I've served multiple roles inside of radio over the years that I've actually been in radio because I've been a radio programmer for the bulk of my radio career. What I have learned out of it is that, especially when you're talking about independent, and I do want to say independent and local artists, because even though the local artists may be independent, I'm sitting in a case where I have some local artists who are national artists as well. But I do want to put into the right perspective as, as far as having relationships. You need to learn who is in control of the radio stations inside of your area. You need, don't try to just go in and try to get your music played. Establish a rapport and a relationship first. Even if it's nothing but, hey, um, you know, I know you got a lot going on. Can I take five or ten minutes of your time just to say hello? Um, this is who I am. I'm an independent artist. I'm not looking at getting anything played right now. I just want to know, what are you looking for when you're selecting music for your station? Or tell me about your station. You really need to know, as an independent artist, what type of station it is. Do they accept independent local music? If so, what style of music it is. Because every station that plays independent artists... It may be a rock indie format. It may be an urban format or like our station is more of an urban alternative type of format. What exactly are you looking for in a um, from independent artists? Because if you establish that and get that rapport going where the programmer knows who you are and you're listening to them talk about themselves or talk about the station, which we love to do as programmers and radio people, you will start to find out not everything that I produce should be sent to the station. And that is very important because the simple reason, just because you produced it, doesn't mean that it is the right fit for that station. And everything has its season. This is where I think the ministry side of me comes out a little bit. Because when you're talking about seasons, there are, of course, the multitude of the four seasons that we change. Summertime is about having a little bit of fun. You know, more into the winter months, you may be a little bit more, I'm going to snuggle up, I'm going to get near a fire, and I'm going to get a little bit warm springtime everybody's starting to relax and loosen up a little bit so there's a combination of everything going on in that 
when you start getting into the fall, you're starting to look at, you got holidays starting to get ready to roll off towards the fall winter months. So you have to look at the calendar of what's happening. Also, know what season your music is in so that it fits. Because if you have a true radio programmer, they're not just going to put the song in just because they're going to put the song in. They are looking at how people are tuning into their radio stations, how they are locking in, because it's all about a money game for the radio station. Whether I can attract listeners to listen to make money, or am I going to turn away listeners? So as an independent artist, go in with the mindset of the programmer has thousands of records. How can my record stand out on the station? Therefore, you can give the station the right song in the right season, along with being able to um, being able to make an impact so that you can get the airplay that you need. Wow, Doug, that's really good. That brings me to my next question, because when we were talking before, we were talking about Christian artists, Christian rappers specifically, and what's the best way, what's the best way for them to be heard? And I remember you were talking about how they're using more secular beats as far as their production, but sometimes there are some blurred lines with the messaging that Christian artists might be putting out there. So What's the best way for a Christian rapper to be heard on a secular station? Let's talk about this. You have a lot of Christian artists. When I first started to change my life around, and I had to start looking at the music that I was listening to or what was starting to impact me on on the norm. Uh, for things getting into my spirit and staying there. Being a radio programmer, especially of an urban station in that particular time, it was a process because I didn't even know if I wanted to do urban radio anymore after really turning my life over. When I started to listen to Christian rap especially, it was poor quality. It was not the quality of the music that I would say... I would play or I would listen to because it lacked, whether it was a production value or it lacked in, you know, whether things meshed together correctly. It was something that was going on there in the very beginning that wasn't quite right. And I noticed that a lot of the Christian rappers started to now turn to producers that was very good that were secular producers and they were starting to get the sound correct and and it was it was like a turning point in which you had a lot of um producers starting to give the beats to the gospel and 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 christian rappers and they were starting to really put themselves out there kurt franklin Matter of fact, does a very, very good job of making sure that he's meshing the urban world along with the uh, Christian gospel community, uh, bringing along some of the Christian rappers. I think from the very beginning of like BBJ and some of those 
Christian rappers that were there from the very beginning, uh, then to move into an era that we currently have where there are a plethora of rappers that are out there. What I would definitely say is the sound of today is so much different than what it was back in the day. But we also have to take on a responsibility to know that, hey, we're not, how would I say, we're not all the time getting the messaging correct. Because even as a programmer, I may be given a, a Christian record and I'm listening to it for the lyrical content, but the rapper is still trying to be like the secular rapper out in the street and trying to deliver a message that is not the message of standing up and delivering the gospel. It is, it's now like gone from that good, strong production value with the good message to now almost standing just as secular as a, a, a secular artist with the messaging that is missing the mark of ministry to the point where you can't even tell that whether you're listening to a gospel song or you're listening to a street song because I'm thugging it out in a gospel record. <laughs> and our message is sort of twisted because you don't know who's who or what love is or what is your definition of love and and that's why I'm having a problem with a lot of Christian rappers now it's sort of like missing the mark of being able to minister the word and to change the people effectively you know one thing that was really good that you said before you said stand up for your ministry if you were a yeah. Christian rapper and you said, stop trying to conform. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I do believe that we have to set ourselves apart and not try to totally conform to anything that is out there. We have to start ministering and getting back to the traditional base of what ministry is all about. We have to start making sure that we're delivering the word of God and being able, especially now with the pandemic going on, especially now with all of the unrest that is going on, all of the, the, the traumatic things that's going on in the world today. We need to be able to get back and be God, Jesus centered so that we can deliver the word and deliver the message and spread good news to our people who are healing, who needs healing, who, who are broken. We need to be able to get a message, not have a message of the street, wow. to be able to deliver the gospel to the street, but not being the street with a message to the gospel. 
You're absolutely right. There is a lot of unrest and we need healing right now, especially during a time of Derek Chauvin's case where we're looking for justice for George Floyd. And I want to say a rest in peace to DeShayla Harris and Donovan Lynch. And we're praying for the families so that they can get some kind of reconciliation and healing for what's been going on. And even though we're in this world, we don't have to be of this world and we don't have to perpetuate the gun violence that we're seeing out here. And it's so important for artists to be able to set themselves apart and have a message of healing and a message that can uplift. So with that being said, I think this is a good time to take a quick break and I'm going to play my new single to uplift our spirits and set us on the right path. So here it is. It's Say My Grace by Ali Don. Don't need a hype man overhyping ya. Got the answers, hun. Here's the answer. Son is Yeshua. Yeshua. Allow me to reintroduce myself. I'm the goddess MC. Please excuse the wealth. I got knowledge for the children. Jewels that I'm dripping like water. Plus my style like a vixen. What up? Psychology professor here to teach you a lesson. Come and let me school your classes in session. Let it breathe for a second. One into the two. I ain't gonna hold you long for your attention. I'm not a yes man. Overhyping you. I'm God's best plan. You don't excite me, bruh. Don't need a hype man. Overhyping you. Got the answers, hun. Here's the answers. Son, I'm not a yes man. Overhyping you. I'm God's best plan. You don't excite me, bruh. Don't need a hype man. Overhyping you. Got the answers, hun. He's the answer, son, is Yeshua. You see what I just did there? Yeshua. That's called a double entendre. Now bless up, pour down, it's due season. If you're at the top, people missing for a reason. When you beat the odds, folks are looking to get even. But God's got something for your enemies. Vengeance is mine, said the Lord. Take it day off, the Sabbath day rest. You're working so hard, my yoke is easy. Jesus say, believe me, hide me from the scavengers. Your haters can't see me, don't rejoice in sin. My God is gonna get me. I'm praying to the Lord, have mercy, please forgive me. And the keys to the whip, miracle, not a fable. Break bread, have a seat at the table. So much drive, we buy, we don't lease them. You know the vibes, let's ride. Here's the reason I'm not a yes man. Overhyping, yeah, I'm God's best plan. You don't excite me, breath, don't need a hype man. Overhyping, yeah, God's the answers, hun. He's the answer, son, I'm not a yes man. Overhyping, yeah, I'm God's best plan. You don't excite me, breath, don't need a hype man. Overhyping, yeah, God's the answers, hun. He's the answer, son, it's Yeshua. Yeshua. Let's all join hands. I say my grace, I'm blessed when I get it. Jesus Christ, I'm saved because he did it. Walk in faith, more hope, no sinning. Right on time, my God, so nice. You take the pressure off me when the nights are long. And your presence felt the lonely days are gone. It's a hard knock life trying to live it wrong. I'd rather lift you up and get to know you, God. Walk in the light, say my prayers at night. I must have seen the faith, don't need to see it right. Hope don't need to see it to believe it. Nope. Hear God's voice, be still, got to lean it. Yep. Flirt with me, repent for the weekend. Praise goes up on a regular. I'm not a yes man, overhyping, yeah. I'm God's best plan. You don't excite me, bruh. Don't need a hype man, overhyping, yeah. God's the answers, hun. He's the answer, son. I'm not a yes man, overhyping, yeah. I'm God's best plan. Don't excite me, bruh. Don't need a 
Listening to the First Fridays podcast with Ali Don, and you just heard my latest single. It's called Say My Grace. It's available right now on SoundCloud and look for it on the other streaming platforms. And of course, tell your local DJ to play that. All right, now before we took that break, I'm here talking to Doug Perry of WNSB Hot 91 Production Specialist. And we were just talking about how, as artists, Christian artists in the industry, how we don't have to be of the world. We're in this world, but we don't have to be a part of everything that we're seeing out here, especially as artists, to do the same things or try to sound the same way as everyone else to to try to get on. That's right. And, 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 you know, as a Christian person, being a programmer, being in the urban secular world, it had to take me a moment to even realize that I had to be a valley walker. I have to walk in the place of of really making a change. As a radio programmer, yes, we may be playing the urban song that everybody is, the Cardi B's and every everything else that is going on. But is what is coming out of our mouths when we open up the microphone and start to talk? That Cardi B may be what's drawing people to the radio, but when you start to talk and start to be the voice of the community, you can affect change and be able to change the mindset of the people and be able to minister to them without them realizing you're ministering to them. And we have to look at that as far as being musicians and and being recording people as well as being artists we need to look at what is the message that we're sending and also along with that what message are we personally sending one of the things that i came into when i celebrated my birthday i put up a message on facebook saying that i really want when people see me to see God to whatever my hands touch I want it to be a touch of God for whatever I touch when people hear me speak I want them to be able to hear God when I start to move a maneuver I want people to see the move of God the swiftness of God Because after all, we're blessed to be a blessing and to be able to stand in places and stand with a beacon of light. So therefore, everywhere I tread, I want that beacon of light to shine. And as an artist or as a performer or as a broadcaster, I want everything that I do to be a strong beacon of light. And I think that's the main thing that we need to lock into 
being Christian rappers or being in the music industry as a whole to make sure that when we release our products, that our products are representing him in all facets. And that sounds like being completely whole, you know, when people say being sold out for Christ. You know, it's just every every facet of our life represents God. And I remember... There was a point in time, even now, if as long as I remember, I'll, I'll wake up when I'm going into a, a public setting, when I'm getting ready to leave the house, I'll just pray to God, okay, let me be a light in the room. You know, uh-huh. if nothing else, you know, especially just getting into the music industry, I even had to remind myself of that because my first two singles were secular, a little bit ratchet songs. And I was like, okay, well, how am I really going to be a light in the room if I'm making music that sounds just like everyone else, you know? And I just realized how much of an impact I can make. And it's not even for me, but it's just to be an ambassador for Christ. You know, if I'm if I'm going to music conventions, if I want to be a part of the Grammy board and be at those award shows, you know, just to be that light in that room that's something different and for so many of us especially african-american artists you know a lot of us grew up in the church and that is the foundation Uh for a lot of our upbringing but just living that fast life and even being an entrepreneur for example you're always on the move you're on the go you got a lot going on and sometimes it is kind of easy to forget about going to church forget about doing bible study you you kind of fall away from from christ and get further away from him and so it's so important to just bring that back, to bring that foundation me, back. I'm glad you said something. I, I, I want to share with your listeners two things that happened. And this is pre-COVID, before COVID even started to happen. I took on a second job to make some finances start to really make sense. And it took me away from my church on Sundays. Um, and pretty much... I went through a period of, okay, I can catch them online a little bit over here, but because of the job, it took me a little bit away. I found that some of my away time that I had away from my sanctuary actually strengthened my personal sanctuary, that I had to get into a place of the word has been now empowered into me. Now it's time for me to start empowering myself to have the word that is birthing me be birthed out. So therefore, as I was away from the sanctuary, the more and more things started to happen that started to draw on me to say, you know what? I need to be able to now lean and read more on my own so that as I am approaching different things, I can make it through. My prayer life started to strengthen. But there are points where you need that refill. But you can't necessarily get that refill right then and there when you really need it to be in the sanctuary or be connected. And I went through this season in which at this particular point when I was in this season, I had to take a work trip to San Francisco. And... I, uh, just being like anybody else, want to go through a sightseeing tour. And I went to the Golden Gate Bridge. 
And as I was at the Golden Gate Bridge and I was walking over the Golden Gate Bridge, which from the tour area to the first uh, stanchion post that they have, they have like a little plaque that's there that talks about when the bridge was built and everything else. A lot of people walk back and forth between the first section of the bridge um, as the tourist area. So I decided I'm going to walk the whole entire bridge this particular evening. Now, let me now, give a little background, too, about this bridge for anybody who doesn't know, because I walked on this bridge and it is scary because yeah. it's high up. You're seeing the water crashing against the rocks below. It's foggy. Like when you're walking, depending on what day it is, you're over there. You can barely see very far in front of you. And That's right. and then in the distance in the water, you see Alcatraz, the prison. That's correct. Where uh -huh. there's these rumored uh, murderous ghosts over at Alcatraz. You can see that in the distance. <laughs> and the wind is blowing. There's portions of the bridge that are blowing around. You can hear metal parts clanking around. So, I mean, so this is the setting for the bridge that you're standing on. Right, right. Exactly. And what, what's crazy is you can see a little bit of a storm off in the distance. So I don't know what possessed me to walk over this bridge, seeing a storm far off starting to come over. But as I walked on the bridge this day, I had a lot of things on my mind, including, you know, I'm away from my sanctuary of the, of the church and everything else that was going on with me. I was trying to just relax my mind a little bit to release away from it. When I found myself walking over a bridge, and at a certain point in the bridge, when you're between the two, uh, the two stanchion parts of the bridge, the cars that are next to you, the sound of the cars go away, and you can actually hear more of the water. And God gave me, you're walking over troubled waters. And as I was walking over troubled waters, I was like, okay. Because mm -hmm. you hear the, 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 the water hitting the rocks and hitting the bridge and splashing. And you don't hear the cars next to you. You know, it, it's, it's one of those feelings where you're like, wow, I, I can't believe I'm seeing the cars, but I'm hearing the water. But as I continued the walk, God was sharing with me. You're walking over this bridge of troubled waters, and you're going to have many instances in which you are going to be walking in places that you're going to have to break certain areas or break through certain things because not everybody is made to go over troubled waters. So I'm continuing the walk, and I'm looking back. A lot of people have turned back. So God gives me, as I continue to walk, not everybody is going to have your journey. There are going to be plenty of people that's going to turn back, plenty of people that's not going to walk with you in this journey. So you got to walk al uh, alone in certain areas. Then as I hit the next extension post, I look back, and there's like one other person walking with me as I'm walking over the bridge, getting to one side. Now I'm at the other stanchion, and it's hardly anybody in front of me. One guy way, way back behind me. God tells me, stay focused on him. Stop looking back. Start looking forward. Because your blessing, if you're believing in me, your blessing is coming because you're looking forward. 
as you're walking over that bridge over troubled waters, that not everybody is going to be traveling. Stay focused. And as I took that and came back, I had to keep myself focused on God, getting into my reading. Because I was away from my sanctuary, I was starting to lack even in my prayer life because the simple reason you're talking about your heavenly language and being able to go into your heavenly language and to be able to talk to God about certain things where it's private, I had to redevelop that and start to get it to the point where I'm communing with God and I'm also starting to hear from God. Now, because in all things, you have to sometimes separate yourself and go through consecration and fasting and prayer in order to start hearing because everything around you can be bombarding in your head. As an independent artist, you may have people in your camp that are naysayers. Get rid of the naysayers. Yeah, most definitely. Start to get people away from you that are speaking into you negatively. And as I came back, I had to start ridding myself of some of the things that were starting to hold me back. And as I started to do that, my focus started to shift a little bit more for being a programmer. Started to be able to look at independent artists a lot more and to say, you know what? Okay, this is what you need to do in your music. I was so thankful that God allowed me to still have an ear for music to be able to hear if something is mixed or mastered, which gets me to another point. When you're presenting to a program director, present with your music mixed and mastered. Yes. Not the same mix engineer should do your mastering because those two are two totally different skills and skill sets. They will hear two different things. But make sure that you have all of those things done before you present to a radio programmer because that radio programmer may have an ear like I have, an ear for music, and you can hear that first thing up. So when you're presenting, make sure you're stepping correct in all things, not just getting to know them, but be, being able to present to them a good product for them to take and be able to play. So God started to perfect me to start to help perfect you as an independent artist to tell you and coming back. And from that trip, I started coming back and talking to my independent artists and saying, look, you need to focus on this, 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 and this for your career. And I'm thankful for all the independent artists that I talked to in that time period that they all listened and all became successful artists even on a national platform. So I'm really, really thankful that God has positioned me to be able to be that person, to talk to independent artists, to motivate them, even to be able to make it and be successful in the music industry. Wow, you know, and I appreciate how not only are you giving the basics, like telling artists, make sure your songs are mixed and mastered, but also taking it to a deeper level. I remember before uh, we were talking, you were talking about walking in your anointing. 
you know, and, yes. and shifting the atmosphere. So when you're talking about walking across that bridge, you know, it just reminds me of just walking into your walking in your anointing and keeping your focus forward, you know, not looking to the left or the right. There's so many distractions, especially in the music industry um, in certain circles, people in, in your camp. Uh, just for example, I mean, I was in L.A. for so long. It was just a common thing to have these parties where there's drugs around. Uh, there's crazy behavior parties I was getting invited to where it was like menage a trois costume parties. I mean, it was just, it was just ramp. It was just so much of that going on. And it's so important to not look to, to those things, but to stay straight and go folk, you know, just stay focused and walk straight and walk into your anointing, remembering your foundation, remembering what I was taught you know, coming up in the church, remembering what it's like to be close to God and shifting the atmosphere when I walk into the room to be that light when we step in to any room and to not conform to what we see around us, but to be set apart, you know, and that's what the anointing is and to be sanctified, to be set apart from everyone else. And this is how we can change the atmosphere but see, also, watch this. A lot of people, I think, get the be set apart a little bit wrong, too. Because Jesus even walked amongst the people. He did. Yes, he did. His ministry was not as much accepted at home. because, But it was pretty much accepted around everywhere else he went. The thing is, We need to learn how to be able to walk in places in which people, we can be, matter of fact, let me me say this. One of the things as far as being a DJ, all of my friends that were DJs, DJ strip clubs, and they would be like, come on, Doug, come on, Doug, let's go, because, you know, they get ready to DJ at a strip club. I realized part of my deliverance came because it became because I needed to make a change in my life. Therefore, strip clubs was no longer part of my everyday existence of I want to go there. No, I don't have to go there. Now, if y'all guys want to talk to me, you can talk to me over here. I don't have to conform to you. I don't have to go to that strip club to have fun. Or to listen to you play. I'll listen to you later on. I don't have to go over here. We need to know what our boundaries are. Yes. What God delivered us from. Yes. To know that where our ministry lies at so that we're strong and we're able to walk in all those places. Absolutely. We need to be able to walk amongst the people and be able to deliver a strong word to the people. Yeah. No matter where they are. And come to them at the level and the place that they are and be able to minister to them where they where they are. Whatever mental space they are. If they want to sit and be uh, 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 drunk on the street, we need to know how to sit next to that drunk and don't diss that drunk. But sit there with them, have a good time and show them that Christ in us can sit down next to them and still have a good time. And also, we need to be able to be soul winners 
and be able to win people in the street. Absolutely. And, and also to have enough strength to not get drunk with the drunk. You know, uh, yeah. You know, the now, thing about. I never said do anything with that drunk. Exactly. Exactly. Because that's the thing about <laughs> you Jesus. Can sit down and have a good time without even conforming. Exactly. I mean, that's important. And again, it goes back to what you said know your boundaries and have that strength mm-hmm. because you knew that you were able to, you know, still be cool with the same people, but know, hey, this setting is not for me anymore. But there are so many people that might, they're dibbling and dabbling, they're crossing the line a little bit. Maybe they don't have that strength yet to fully separate themselves from those from those people and from those environments. You know, Jesus, I mean, he was the only one, the Bible says, that, that did not fall uh-huh. and give into temptation. And so for That's so correct. many of us, it can be so easy to fall back into those temptations depending on who we're with and where we're going so it is important to know your boundaries and have enough strength I mean I remember when I enrolled in seminary school it was early in the process where I had to make an agreement that I wasn't going to be smoking weed I wasn't going to be getting drunk I wasn't going to be having premarital sex you know it's like I had to make these agreements and it was so important to me to have that integrity to honor that agreement and I know for so many people if, if we're not holding each other accountable, it is that much more easier to slip back into these temptations and to be weak in those moments where we are unable to overcome those weaknesses that we might have. So I think sometimes it is important to to isolate yourself if you need to, to separate yourself from certain individuals, from certain environments, if you know you don't have the strength yet to overcome them when you get around those environments and those people. So the last question I want to ask you, Doug, is how to be prepared for change in the music industry. Because it can be so easy to, again, when things get kind of hard, you might want to quit. You might want to give up. You might want to do something else. Uh, change is inevitable, you know, and, and, and we have to make some adjustments. So what's the best way to be prepared for change in the music industry? Change, like you said, is inevitable. Change is going to happen regardless. The best way that we can be prepared is to make sure that we have ourselves as versatile as we possibly can be. Know a little about everything and try to master as many things as we possibly can If we are, and we're talking about independent artists here, especially in music, as an independent artist, you should know how to be a writer, how to be able to be a recording engineer, how to be able to go in and look at your finances, be able, how to know that you're getting the right particular legal advice that you need to make everything click that you need to make click so that you can get the right distribution deal. You should know every single aspect of your music, whether it is the publishing, whether it is the production, whether whether it is going out and making sure the marketing is straight. All of that, you need to be 100% on and making sure that you can do what you need to do as far as your part. Because the simple reason, if you have all of that under your belt, you will be ready for change 
like in the radio industry, I was talking earlier how the digital divide started, uh, well, the digital uh, media started to come in and usher itself in. I had to learn from being a just a radio person to transition to the digital age of digital technology along with adding a whole nother layer. I, I didn't know how to deal with websites or building websites, but I had to learn it. And along with all of that, now all of the other skills had to come into play. I need to know a little bit about every single aspect. As an independent artist in the music industry, learn everything that you possibly can. And yes, I did say accounting, because that's one of the things over the years of being a program director that we talked about the music production. We talked about the, um, you know, publishing and making sure that you're getting the right publishing deal and making sure that, you know, about the 200% of a record um, that is there. But we forget about one aspect, building the finances. Then what? So many independent artists and so many artists that are coming out up lose their money because they are spending frivolously once they get their money. The industry has, especially the record labels of the year, has ripped off so many African-American artists to the point where they cannot even survive. They're working retail jobs when they should not be working retail jobs. Why? Because either the record label ripped them off or they ran through their money trying to bleed it out and trying to live a lifestyle that they can't really upkeep that type of a lifestyle to know that they need to put money aside and to have the right people in their corner to be able to direct them financially so that they can grow as an artist and have something to fall back on when the career is gone. And that's why it's so important to have multiple skills and to be able to do multiple yes. things well. It all comes yes. it all comes full circle. I mean, even based on the psychological research on the music industry, there is no guarantee that you will make your money back that that's you're spending correct. to build your career. So it is important to be able to have a strong skill set so that you can navigate through change in the industry. And that is exactly right, because change will happen. But when that change happens, how you navigate and position yourself can determine how you survive through that change, you know, and being able to have things set up, uh, leaving the music industry for just a second. And something that I'm on now talking with friends about now is we were taught so much in the insurance game about the death benefit of insurance. We were never taught about the life benefits of insurance. We were never really taught about how to invest our money so that our money will start to make money for us to grow so that we can have an inheritance to live, which goes back scripturally yeah. to be able to have something there for Ooh, come on our now. children's children. Yes. 
That's the word right we there. We were never taught those things. And that has to come into play in the music industry because somebody has to start talking to independent artists and, and, and music producers and radio people and media people overall about how to start financially making it. Yeah. So that you're not struggling paycheck to paycheck and be just one paycheck away from being bankrupt. So many people are in that position right now, especially in time of COVID, where there's a lot of change happening in many different industries. And it's so important to have that financial wisdom and scripturally, just like you said, to leave an inheritance for your children's children. I mean, that's something that an honorable man would do. It's not something that is an afterthought in the back of your mind is very much intentional. And so it's important for us to be intentional about our money, how we're spending it and preparing for the future. Because, I mean, change, like we said, it's inevitable. And that's something that we have to expect. So, Doug, I want to thank you so much. Doug Perry, Hot 91 WNSB. I appreciate this conversation so much. And I'm just grateful for everything that you dropped today. So many pearls of wisdom. I appreciate you. And that does it for this episode of the First Fridays podcast. I want to give a big shout out to all the SoundCloud listeners. And make sure you check out my song, Say My Grace by Ali Don. It's available right now. And big shout out to the website that's making this all possible. It's thegodcollection.com. And if you want to show your love and support for the podcast, just scroll down to the bottom of the First Friday's podcast page and tap on that donations tab. And we'll come back for another one and another one and another one. And we out. <laughs>